Reasons to be cheerful are so many. Do not despair, fellows, should you wake happy and unthreatened by other men, particularly black men, but other men in general, women, children, and their wild animals, sundered and depressed by the truth that you possess less than your neighbor, less money, property, a lesser car, a smaller office, sure in the knowledge that the angst this generates in your clenched jaws is not strength or drive or ambition, but silly, neurotic and wimpy. We all grew up with it. Why am I crying? Why don't I like to kill small animals, punch smaller boys, grunt at attractive women? Why aren't you aggressive? A doctor asked me once. No need, mate. I do not feel threatened. Why are the statues of the great, of men who first shot and conquered? I don't mean there would be other statues. There should be other statues. They are big and aggressive states because they were gods, so now they are demigods. It appears after a brief exploration sifted out of the self-serving propaganda we call history written into our DNA by the angst-ridden that you, O cheerful man, are a descendant with ancestors, ancestors older than John Wayne and Julius Caesar even. I came across two bits of conjecture last week, only conjecture because I was not there at Stonehenge, nor Victoria in London while they were being made, neither were you, so we are equal in conjecture. It is possible the archaeologist anthropologists conjecture that Stonehenge was erected by huge numbers of people from all over the island while having a party. Oh my gods, I hear you say under your breath. What about the druids drinking hot blood of slaves while driving the baser born to kill themselves, pushing up blue stones? That too is possible and would definitely fit better with the stressful depressive we have decided is the true character or success of successful men. Caveat. It is not all men anymore true. There are female participants now in the mask of the Red Death, which we call liberation, though the type and character have been jealously hoarded by males for thousands of years. And when we think of equality, let's ask Dick Gregory first, which people were bussed to which school in the 70s? In which direction did the buses travel? So who is liberated when women prove they can be as stupid and shallow as men? Who are the prophets of absolutes? Which ancestor finally gave men the tool of this is right and that is wrong, good and evil, and one judge? Who dragged us into Mordor so long, though not forever ago, to see what we have seen recently? So, gentlemen and women, you are not part of progress, progressives. You are older by too, too far, I conjecture. And this possibility serves me much better than the suicide of the soul myth advertised on TV. The second conjecture, though spoke as fact, was a wonderful program about the Victorians and the glories they wrought. The Industrial Revolution trotted out by fit grey-haired chaps loving life and choo-choo trains. The cadences are punctuated by the squalor of that time for the many a life expectancy of 15, etc., with announcements like the project was all due to one man, and there he is in early black and white with frock coat and beard, the one man we have been told to love and idolize since Cyrus the Great burst out of eastern Persia. We had dispensation for a long time. He was a king, naturally superior. Then America was founded, and anyone could suddenly be the one man, and this we think is freedom. 
and progress. Expanding the franchise while dropping the responsibility was surely allowed for the has surely allowed for the stupidest, meanest cult of the wealthy since Versailles was glooped onto that otherwise nice spot outside Paris. Though this might shed light on the confusing notion that I can only express my freedom by denying others theirs, see, do, the religious right, and cry foul on grounds simply of vocabulary, so much skill and will and Elon Musk has made us stupid and slavish on a level not dreamt of since Croesus. Here we wait for a second coming like lemmings, while bowing and scraping to the first coming, the one man and his beard, who has changed and will change everything. It is our machine, our conjecture on the human, still intact. Universities breathe its noxious gases. I have been led to believe there are dissenters, but I find them all quite lame. I had to rearrange their faces, and the theory is oppressive in its own creation. This is the way we are, because we have always been this way. This is reality. Misery loves company is actually our creed. The paranoid Puritan, our exemplar, golden watches for the most miserable and loyal. It's not localized, to be sure. It seems there is no one on earth that grown-ups are not waiting for something, someone, some one man and his beard. But we here, to the manner born, are showing as clear a manifestation of failure as one can imagine. And no one says, Oi, the emperor's naked. Like the insane, we try and try to see his new clothes. What greatness was the Industrial Revolution? What is its legacy? It is kind of Faustian. Let me make an empire, rich and righteous. Let its most groveling, unremarkable children share in that wealth. Ensure them they merited the cash. Keep the slaves quiet and say it was all God's will. Imagine that thrill. All right, says Mephisto, but in 250 years' time you will kill the very planet you live on and off, and I shall inherit. Deal? Just sign here in your sacred ink. It was lovely to see the exuberance of the chaps talking about the glories of the steam engine. It is infectious. I felt my primal engineer getting warmed up, my motorcycle mind waking up. Then they lurched into the horror of Liverpool working classdom, its squalid crowds and grinding poverty for people who worked 16 hours a day, but never connected it to our hosts, by our hosts, to the one man and his beard, as if they were not connected. Such is empire. What price glory, how large the lie. Then the devastation of the cold, clotted air. Didn't anyone say, hmm, we can make an engine that roars, but we don't know shit about cholera or typhoid? Not mentioning that the one man's motive was largely getting rich. And the media of those days was hard at work, work burying this motive just before America was invented to make exploitation of others its prime reality and its prime value, burying unnecessary. I suppose in the end the wise person reconciles that it was worth, its, worth it in the end. I don't think so. Hurt minds are the result, generations of them. Be Faustian then and at last tell the truth. If you can't do the time. So my friends who live life for what it is, not what it looks like, who build the motorcycle 
and find meaning in the harvested crop, who erect Stonehenge because it is there and the gathering is lovely, who could walk from Bangor, Maine to San Diego, California and encounter hundreds of peoples along the road with different languages, but always be guaranteed hospitality. Hospitality the wealth can most afford, but make a cult of denying. And again, imagine they are free in their cloudy mansions of lifelessness. Just know we can conjecture. We lived like you for longer than we lived like this, that this misery is not our natural state, that every language has more words for fun than for rage.